Welcome, everyone, to a new episode of the Knife Nuts podcast. Um, we've got a lot to cover. As you can see, Jake is not here. Um, Jake is on an unofficial in, hiatus. He was he was invited in the same group text as everybody else, but did not respond. Porsche. He, I don't even know. I, I don't even know if it has anything to do with Porsche. I think now it's Call of Duty. Now it's uh, a it's a family thing where where Katie is really good at Call of Duty and he watches <laughs> play Call of Duty. What? That's, okay, good for Jake. You know, I, I'm not sure how many uh, you know cutting insights you'll have about our topics today. Anyway, so that's right. No, we we but. unofficially replaced him. Um, with NCC knives, so yeah, with Nick Tuferin. <laughs> yes, I'm gonna get out. Okay, okay. okay. Well, let's just hope Brian's okay. That maybe was not good, but a dramatic start to uh, <laughs> to this podcast. Um, we got some stuff to go over. We were both at uh, that the um, New York Custom Knife Show, which is, that is in correct. New Jersey. Um. <laughs> Currently, the one in Austin is going on. I think yeah, that's Blade this Show Texas. Texas is going on now. Can't well, make that it is... to that one, but you know. I mean, at this point, oh, okay, Brian's back. Um, can't make it to most shows because there's like three a month. So that's and we the... can talk. We can talk and about that. That's exactly the transition I was looking at because there's a knife show every week now. It seems. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Brian, you're not at uh, Blade Show Texas. It seems either. <laughs> no. <laughs> i've never been to texas that could nah, be texas for all i know i i didn't i didn't know i didn't go this year i wanted to i just uh yeah thankfully i didn't because i wouldn't have had anything to bring so it would be kind of a waste well how are you supposed way, to have my, stuff is, to bring way, is my mic better yeah a little quiet but uh, you know nothing we can't fix in post um i mean how are you supposed to have stuff to bring when there's there's shows every couple of weeks now yeah, but I don't. I don't go to ninety percent of those. I don't there go anything. Go. Uh, I don't. I don't go to any of them really. I go to Blade Show. Some and every other year it seems I go to USN. Um, mm. I, did I still Texas. have never been I did to the USN Texas one, one year, and I I would like to go one year. I haven't been last year, but I think there was a lot of disgruntled people and people leaving or something. Yeah, we like talked that. about that. I don't mm -hmm. know. They normally put on a really good show. It's a mm -hmm. it's a good group of makers that they normally have there. They normally have all the top tier makers. Um, it's not too big, not too small. It um, you know, the fact that it's in Vegas is nice. You get to do a lot of partying and stuff in between. The, the hard know? part for me is traveling to Vegas. Well, that's the deal. Is I I don't want to go anywhere because I'm tired of sitting. I can't on be plane. on a plane I for can't four do hours. It. I, can't I can't do it. Do My it. knees jammed into the chair in front of me. Especially if you're going for like a weekend or something. It's it's like so. This is music to much. my ears. Yeah. <laughs> you know. Well, you know. I also. What my what my wife always did to me too is she, the coming back to Newark. It's always like this five o'clock plane flight, five o'clock in the morning. Mm -hmm. And it's like no. rough doing that one. It's rough mm -hmm. doing that one. After Absolutely five. not. Every time I've been on that plane coming home, I'm hungover from the night, or no, still drunk from the night before. You know, it's when tough. when I was working for Apple, that's whenever I'd have to go to Cupertino headquarters in California. They would the flights they would put you on were always like the lowest tier that they could get. And hey man, Apple's scrounging for money. <laughs> oh, you know, I I understand they got to save save their bucks, but. Uh, but I remember getting on a red eye flight with like three connections 
<laughs> That's the worst. From, it was so brutal. On the one, there was one, like, I was, it went from, like, um, LA, not LAX, uh, San Francisco, I think. Yeah. And then to Denver, and I was there for in Denver for several hours, and then to Atlanta, and then to me. At least it's kind of on the same way. Nothing's worse than when you're trying to like I'm going out you're flying of the to way. Florida and I got to go to like Ohio. It didn't matter or because Montana it wasn't first, like yeah. it didn't make a difference because I would sit in each of these places for hours for my connecting flight. Yeah, that's the worst. So it, it, if I was going around the world, it wouldn't have mattered. I was still stuck. Yeah, I'd rather be stuck in an airport than on a, on a plane. That's for sure. That's fair. That's fair. I, back to the USM thing. I think some of the weirdness around that maybe has something to do with the website was gone for a while. It's been a long time since I cared about forums uh, or night forums. And at one point, the USN website I saw on late forums or Reddit or something recently being like, what happened to USN? (laughs) And it was just gone. I question how much the USN website actually has to do with the attendance of the USN show at this point. Yeah, I mean, you don't need to be a member of the website to go to the show, and the show attracts yeah. a bunch of top-tier makers, so yeah. Yeah, but mm-hmm. everybody there is walking around with their USN name tag. That's and true. Yeah. You know, so. lots, of, lots of skull rings and belt buckles. Ooh, Starling gear cleans everybody's got, everybody's up. got their yeah. thing. They clean up at that show. Uh, they were yeah. noticeably absent from the New York show. I believe they were there in the years past, but... Yeah, they were. There was a lot of absences. Yeah, that show was small this year, there, sure. But it was still pretty... pretty packed show they made it feel really packed well that's because they shrunk the room on us uh, like yeah the com- like the like the compactor scene from the original star wars that's <laughs> what we, they we, did we actually, they shrunk the whole show so we just started we got there on friday and it used to be a two-day show and i guess something negotiations wise didn't work with the hotel the westin and so it became a one-day show only saturday which was fine by me actually that's all you need really mm. it's just yeah as long as it's saturday that's all you need yeah so mm-hmm. Friday night was a reception that Levon and I maybe crashed. It didn't really seem like anyone would care. We didn't crash uh, it. For exhibitors. Um, yeah. And that was that was pretty cool because we got to talk to uh, Chuck Adratus. Oh, yeah. Chuck Adratus and his uh, his his exploits. Very funny. <laughs> but, yeah. That so... was my favorite part of the show was that evening. Was Friday you know? night? Yeah. So that was, well, you that fucking was left. Cool. I mean, uh, the the day Dude. of the show pretty damn quick I, I get there and you guys are dave's gone 10 minutes after i'm there and you're gone yeah. 20 minutes after I'm there. there is only I, I so much time you spend there. two hours after you left i had oh, seen thanks. everything it was yeah. done and i came there to fucking hang with you i wouldn't have I... even went to that goddamn Levin's, show like, Levin's fragile. he was time? tired i thought you would get there you know at a reasonable hour you didn't show up until like one o'clock in the afternoon because well, i didn't have early bird 90 dollar tickets yes you did so- Wait. Yeah, well, you told me at ten minutes before I was I had to be there. No, I you didn't. You told me I at told ten you. o'clock, nah. and it took take. Yeah, I'll fucking show you right now. You told me at ten o'clock. <laughs> I, I told can, you I, that's where it I was. If I left right at that moment, but I before can get the there show, at before the show started, I told you that there were. Tickets I don't know. There. I'm with Brian no, on this one. I'll show you. I didn't I'll know we had exactly exhibitor passes, right here, motherfucker. They weren't. You know, they were just they were just some VIP passes. No big deal. Right, but. I couldn't get in until 11, and you told me at 10 that I got a ticket to get me in early. Well, that how, how good? It take me an hour to get there. So it was 11 anyway. Okay. <laughs> I, I'm with Brian on this one. It's uh, all over. I didn't, I didn't know we had passes, but uh, apparently we did. Apparently we were guests of PVK. Yes. Or something to that effect. Um, That's correct. 
but I don't know what the show. Shout out was to like, PVK. Thank you. There's, <laughs> yeah, there was essentially two things. There was either you, the people who sold out of everything within the first ten minutes, mm-hmm. and then people who didn't sell a single thing the entire day. That's I mean, I left at like one p.m. That's but. always how it is. But there was some really nice stuff still like around. Like I yeah, wish I came like flush with cash because there was a lot of stuff I would have bought. The only stuff that was moving fast, uh, in my opinion, was the production knives. Mm-hmm. The, the absolute busiest tables were like ProTech and Vero Engineering. Mm-hmm. So, and um, Chuck, other... Chuck stuff was all gone within two Chuck minutes. Stu- yeah, Chuck, I didn't even see like half of his stuff. I'm glad we we handled when... some of them that night because they were gone. Yeah, so he went with eight of his Swiss Army flippers that are switch, just, are... switch Army knives. Switch Army knives, yes. They're switch yeah. blades that look like mm-hmm. Swiss Army knives. He had eight of those, yeah. and within like I don't know, we we went in at ten. There were already not all of them were gone, but the open bid. Does he make them from scratch, or does he take yeah. Swiss Army knives completely and then, handmade, no, completely from, completely from scratch? So I haven't he, seen one yet. I want the to only things that, that he cool. doesn't make are the the OEM Swiss Army toothpicks and tweezers that oh, he actually yeah. fits into the thing, which yeah. I think is cool. These are amazing. I mean, he walked out with a cool, you know, minimum eight thousand dollars. Just a mid Then, if somebody else is making some, yeah, of the parts, it's a mid <laughs> He doesn't make the tweezers, so it's not valid. Yeah, yeah. yeah I mean, he, he, you know, he was there for ten minutes. All of them are gone. He didn't have to do anything else for the rest of the day. No wonder why they were getting sushi at Nobu. <laughs> Seriously. Yeah, but that kind of it's while it's good, it also sucks. You know, it's yeah, um, yeah, sucks to stand it. by a table, especially if you have nothing on the table. You kind of want to keep something just for people to see. Yeah. But at the same time, yeah, but people say, oh, you can keep my knife here. And then what happens is some moron with a big fucking skull ring scratches it up and then you're repairing it. You know, it's like, <laughs> fuck. I believe that's a true story that has yeah, happened. Th- that sounds more very possible. More than at once. that show specifically, too. Yeah, he just um, had that one open bid knife for the rest of the day and, and everything else was gone. Um, the skiffs were there. Um, that was a travesty. There were so many what? cool knives. They were all gone by the time. Oh, were they? I'm sure. When I left yeah. at like 1 p.m., there wasn't a single one sold. Steve Skiff. Oh, no. Yeah, no they definitely, a, a bunch were sold already. Full, they just brought a lot. I think he, I think he bring, yeah, I think they make he a decent a amount of knives. Yeah, he had at least yeah. 20 knives on the table. They're I mean, stuck. they were all amazing. They're perfect. They're fu- they're they're perfect. And they I'm were very much looking forward to the, to the new model, the Fugitive. They just showed, um, I was hoping they would have had one at the show, but it wasn't ready yet. Um, but they did just post, uh, uh, some video of it on, on their Instagram. Yeah. Oh, very, very yes. Cool. I'm looking at this. The, uh, what was inside the, the table prices were like eight ninety five for the ones without They're, time. They, they haven't which... gone up. They haven't, they haven't gone up at all. Yeah. They are really, <laughs> really good. That would have been the first purchase was a drifter because I don't have one of those either. Yeah, and they were just sitting there. I mean, Mm -hmm. for a little bit at least. I mean, maybe they were gone by the end of the show. It wasn't like people were snatching them up. Yeah, but there were a lot of dealers there too, so dealers scooped up the rest. Yeah, uh, Jeremiah at PVK has at least two of them. Yeah, I saw on his website, and he he had he had more than that at one point. So they're selling. Yeah, but I I just was shocked that people were like rushing in to buy uh, protest. They don't know. They don't know. and notorious EDC, he had his booth um, in the corner. He has that nice looking. Uh, I think it's a Riot made slip joint. It looks pretty cool. Um, and I know a lot of people had their had see. their eyes on one of those. Um, I think me... it's Riot made. I believe it is. Let's see if I recognize yeah. that one. 
probably not Riyadh because he actually had them to sell. <laughs> okay, we gotta go through these things, the topics in order. Right. We're jumping around. Uh, yeah, I'm, I don't remember seeing these, but what else? Um... Are you? Do you think oh you're sharing God. the screen right now or no? I, I am not sharing the screen. Cats okay. are going nuts in the background. Um, but yeah, no. Why don't we go back to so Friday night? Yeah, so we we hung out and we got free food, which was nice. Uh, we met a guy. The Costco who, hors d'oeuvres. Yeah, hey, they're pretty decent. We met a guy. You know, this is uh, who is an investment banker from Manhattan. Mm. Who mm. it's really interesting to see when people like first get into knives, they usually buy cheap stuff. But he mm. had a lot of money, so he was buying expensive things, and he was throwing money at some terrible knives. I feel bad for that man. I hope we schooled him a little bit. Yeah, but he was he like was very just, nice, very nice. He guy. seemed very interested in learning, but he was dropping like eighteen hundred, two thousand yes. dollars on customized Medfords. Yeah, <laughs> made an offer Lots for of five food. grand on a mixed Strider custom. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's uh, I mean, it's easy for us who have been in it for a long time. Mm -hmm. to see that um but you got to think back to like when you first got into it and if you had the ability what would you have done oh yeah absolutely i would have bought an you even know? dumber shit if i had unlimited money <laughs> the other th and like you said he was very open to listening and learning and he was like you know respectful about like he wasn't trying to say these are the best knives in the world it's just what he knew yeah, you know, which is funny to see, you know, because I, I, I don't even imagine. I can imagine I would have the probably the world's biggest collection of Daryl Ralph knives if someone let me out. Yeah. If someone gave me unlimited money when I had only been collecting. Oh, oh this for a one just months. flops closed on its own. No big deal. I've got like six more. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> that is that is what I would have done with that money. All right. Yeah, he. Uh, you know, that 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 was that around? was an interesting perspective for me to see. I don't know. I know he's dead, isn't he? Daryl Ralph died. Yeah. All yeah. right. Did he? His shop yeah, is dead. around. Um, I guess he's not around then. He's not around. Well, he, you know, perpetually around, depending uh, on what your belief system is. Yes. <laughs> um, the other thing that really struck me on Friday night uh, is how, when I when talk to like, people like and, and, and how much shit I like, you know, I think we're relatively informed about the knife world because I don't know, we've made connections to the podcast, but mm -hmm. goddamn, there's so much stuff I don't know. Uh mm -hmm. so much inside baseball that you learn when talking to them and it always amazes me. Yeah. Like just the, the the average knife enthusiast has so little knowledge of what is actually going on in the knife industry because it's so opaque since it's all privately mm -hmm. owned companies and whatnot. But goddamn, I mean so, like things I think the other way. I think you all have too much knowledge about everything. Well, that's because the people it, are too easily accessible. Ways. It goes both ways because yeah. I think, Brian, you have a point in that this is a very transparent business. Like, everybody knows everything. Everybody knows where everything, everything is Everything, but what other business, like... None, none. Very, very, very few things. Very, very yeah, few it's, things. It's crazy what people know. But people have... I feel like people have enough knowledge to be dangerous, but they don't be really know what's going on. Like, right. I was... I heard some rumor that... Reg random enthusiasts wouldn't have known that because the rumor yeah. was the exact opposite so right people do know and uh, just enough to be dangerous it's a weird industry mm -hmm. like and uh it's it's true and you know it's why we're we try to be as careful as possible with what we try to uh 
divulge through here because there is a lot of stuff going on and careful you know what are you talking about you just say allegedly in front of everything you're not fucking careful at all uh no well, that allegedly cancels it out <laughs> no i think even the stuff that we talk about allegedly is still pretty um tame tame compared to what else goes on out there and um, it's yeah it's it's you know. everybody knows everyone because it's a relatively small industry it's like you know mm -hmm. they're all private companies no publicly traded companies it's like right it is it is when you find out how the how the sausage is made from people actually in the knife world it is <laughs> fascinating to me and there's a lot of sausage too isn't it there is <laughs> <laughs> the the thing is is that um i think a lot of even though there's a lot of transparency people forget that it's real people on the other end of these businesses and it's not like there are too many like people aren't necessarily getting super rich not everybody is getting super rich off of this stuff you know um they work you work very hard to do these things and get pe get people quality products cuz that's the other thing that's unique about this this hobby is that i think the people that they want to sell the best quality product they can. And I think that that's something that gets lost in a lot. I mean, there's there's always some bad actors. You know that. But at the same time, the majority of people try to um, better their products. They listen to their customers. And they try to put stuff out there um, that people will enjoy. And I think um, people take that for granted. Ooh. I was going to say, these, so? they're definitely getting rich. I mean... <laughs> <laughs> again nobu <laughs> i'm just kidding uh, uh i was just very surprised know. i'm like oh yeah we're going to get dinner at nobu and i was like i've only heard of I, that in a Kanye you gotta West song. remember that like even even if they if they are gonna go out and and treat themselves to a fancy dinner every once in a while doesn't necessarily mean they're rolling in cash yeah especially since most of them are like hermits uh, you know living Correct. in their knife exactly. caves they don't lasts. see the light of they don't see the light of day <laughs> Look, look, look at where us. Brian. Look at where Brian is doing this podcast right now. Yeah, he's at Blade Show, Texas. <laughs> yeah, he's in Texas. Texas is just all all mills. That's all it is. I, I just didn't want to do it in my room because I have some advantages of doing it in my garage that I can upstairs. I understand. You can flex on the people who can't make their own knives and are <laughs> subject to the whims of Riot right now. I'm subject to the whims of of U.S. Customs. I have six packages with with thirty knives that have been waiting that I've been waiting for for over over well over a month now. They've been sitting there. Is there That's even bullshit. any confirmation that they are actually with U.S. Customs? Because like yes. without the tracking, all I have is all I have is the USPS one, but the Chinese tracking that they have shows that they've made it into the country and they're just sitting it. It's not unheard of. This has happened before. Yeah, but. I know, but it's weird why they're why they're holding it up um, that long. You know, I, don't know. I have one I held can... up. I have one. So Riot's last batch that they shipped me was four boxes. Mm -hmm. Three of them showed up. One of them has been in Alaska for the past, you know, five days. Right. So I don't. I don't know what's going on. I. But uh, that that's generally, you know, there's no way to. To hurry it you you contact customs it's like i just gotta wait to go through so i don't know i mean customs is a better place for it to be stuck than the manufacturer not delivering them are you opinion. sure there's just not like so i've had things stuck at customs because fedex minor ship through fedex and because fedex needed some paperwork 
mm-hmm. and they don't release it until they get the paperwork. Maybe you have that Maybe. same type of I mean, problem. I have I have the Chinese people following up with that, so Sorry about I've that. Gotta way. Wait, I've got to wait to I got to wait to hear back from them. One of our cats uh, climbed into the garbage in my office. So, hmm. <laughs> yeah. Uh, should we? Should we? Should we? Should we just launch into the the nonsense of Riot at this point? Yeah, I mean, do want, Brian, do you want to get angry or do you want to wait until later to get angry? There, there's nothing to get angry about. I mean, I they do a good job at what they do. I mean, the knives are fantastic. It's this timetable is a little crappy though you know they tell you six months and it goes on to nine months it's getting and worse. then it's yeah. get, it gets worse and worse um it's too bad because and what happens is every time this happens which seems to happen every time um <laughs> by the time the knives come in you're just thankful that the knives are in you're thankful that 99.9 percent of them are good you know so you forget about it but uh it's it, it is crappy i have i'm at to the point where i have dealers telling me they don't want to get involved with pre-order Riot stuff anymore. Riot, yeah. I mean, yeah. that's like the most damning thing I've heard about almost any manufacturer. Like there, there's a, you know, unfortunately a lot of people are telling me bad stuff. You mm. know, it's, it's, it's not, the, not that they can't turn it around, but they no. need to start backing off on a lot of this other bullshit for people uh, who are nobodies and, Maybe their own stuff. You know, I see their own stuff posted all the time. You know? Yeah, no, I was uh, going to say, they, they're, they're not willing to turn it around because they are printing money with these stupid gimmick knives, mm-hmm. which just talk about just such a disappointment. The the Really, this is like a Anakin Skywalker situation. <laughs> they really could have saved it. They could, they could have been heroes, and instead they're throwing it all away to make uh, karambits and gravity knives. Yeah. yeah. Awesome. <laughs> And I knew when that gravity, that first one came out, people yeah, would start losing their shit over it. It's because as because it's cold for, steel has proven, casuals. tactical <laughs> gimmickry sells over like good knives all ten out of ten times, mm-hmm. seven days and on Sunday. <laughs> like they had to, they finally had to put a lock on the on the Evo or the XO thing. So that people don't stab themselves in the leg in their pocket with it. It's I mean, just like that was the obvious addition to that thing. They also made it smaller, which ruined the proportions for me. But that's beside the point. Yeah, and now they've got a dumbass crambit. Like, yeah, that thing. I, I cannot look believe good that all. this is. They're throwing away so much earned goodwill. So that I mean, I you know, so they can make money. So you know, I guess they are you know great capitalists at heart, but mm-hmm. <laughs> totally screwing it up for everyone else. Yeah. Well, it's yeah. gonna it's gonna bite them a little bit because they're obviously they're gonna lose people. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, mean, I have you know I have a lot of things that I want to make and have done, and I have a lot of I'm doing a lot of um, exclusive stuff now. Mm-hmm. One, one knife to one dealer, it works out in a lot of ways, and uh, mm-hmm. so I'm gonna have a lot of runs going, and it's you know i'm gonna be moving on not that i'm gonna move on from them totally i still want to work with them it's just there's a lot of people that don't want to work with them anymore yeah i can't blame them you know it's a it's a long time that's a lot of money and i have a lot of money invested in it too so when things you know when i tell them ship everything at once so i get everything at once it's easy to keep track of um they break it up to to shut me up they'll send me some well, all that does is I can't skim to the dealers. All I have to do, and so now I have to sit on them. I have to mm-hmm. pay duties on it 
and then sit for another three months. Yeah, you know, it just hurts me even either, more. That's why I was send this send this stuff or or don't. Right. That's why yeah. I was dealing with the. That's why I was made up the last few daggers and stuff. That's these daggers. The last few that I got rid of were supposed to all be for Blade Show, mm-hmm. and I wanted to move on because I wanted to be making the anniversary typhoon by now. Mm-hmm. But I had to make some daggers just so I can fucking eat because I got a lot mm. of money invested in that shit and sure. it's still still tied up. It sucks. Yeah. It's hard. At least when you're trying to keep investing that back and making it bigger and bigger, you know. Mm. It, Dude, if I kept if I kept doing two hundred fifty piece runs, it'd be you know not as bad. You know, two hundred fifty right, piece but, runs. But it, now I look at two hundred fifty piece runs and I'm like, why bother? What's the point? Yeah, why would you even do it? I uh, I'm in a similar position too. Like I'm waiting on a bunch of those knives, just to because I'm in between jobs and I'm starting a new job soon, um, and like I have no income, and the one thing was going to float me through the month was whatever leftover knives. We're going to be in that uh, in that shipment, and they've just been held up. So I'm losing it, you know. Oh, I know, man. That's crazy. Yeah. I mean, I hey, well, let's see if uh, Best Tech can can take over and uh, yeah. not fall victim to the exact same circumstances. Yeah, mine's not Riot, but it's it's nonetheless it's you know stuff that's out of your control. Yeah. Why can't I see you, Dave? Uh, I turned off my camera because cats are going absolutely bananas, and I was uh, not in front of the computer. Oh, I uh, see. The joys of, of trying to podcast with small animals around. Yeah. Okay. Well, you know, I was expecting... We have a, we have a comment in the chat. Um, it says, on the surface, it sounds like getting a small business loan will be better for handling Riot orders, and then, and then you just have to account for the interest into the final cost of the product. I mean, that's yeah, all it's... well and good. You don't want to, have to take a loan unless you absolutely have to. Um, that's really what it comes down to. That is that is that a route you can go? Sure. Um, yeah, I mean, who wants to deal with that and dealing with the? It's bad enough having to deal with Riot and all the p- mm-hmm. dealers and all the people, and now I got to deal with fucking bankers too. Yeah, exactly. You, know? it's like, and you have to find a bank. If you can who's avoid, give you... get, you can avoid getting the banks involved in, in at all, then I that's the way to. You have to also find a bank to give you a business loan to make knives, uh, which is maybe not the most uh, the thing they're most excited to do. Right? They they won't even Wells Fargo wouldn't wouldn't even do any of my um, credit card credit card transactions. Yeah, fucking ridiculous. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, unless you're taking like a like a loan against yourself, like a home equity loan or something like that. Yikes. Yeah, you could. I mean, you could do that. Well, what was I going to say? I mean, I think as, as we talked to Kirby Lambert at the show, and he has he does not have Riot uh, like pr- oh, produce the knives for him, and then he sells them. He licenses the designs and gets royalties, mm-hmm. which that, that's just wow. not even worth the fucking money. The amount of money you get from that is not even worth it. Well, that's yeah. is is it? I mean, but is it worth it when you don't have to deal with the hassle of this? I mean, no. I'm sure the the royalty <laughs> not, rates not are when incredibly I'm five thousand dollars for a run. Fuck, I mean, why bother? Yeah. Yeah, yeah uh, I think as we've discussed before, knife uh, knife company royalties are very minimal. Mm-hmm. The percentages Unless are not good. Unless Kirby Lambert has something or uh, you know organized with them, I don't see how. If, it would if be. you have a shit ton of designs, yeah. I get it. But to the guys that have three or four f- f- designs, it's kind of like, eh, what yeah. you know? I mean, but can Riot even produce these things in large enough numbers? If you're getting five or ten percent on each sale. And they they only have three hundred of them. You're not getting ten. 
Yeah. You're not getting 10, yeah. you're getting 5. Yeah. I think it makes sense to do to do that stuff with companies that are producing in larger quantities. Yeah. Like, right. like CRKT. a design or right. something like that. That makes a lot more sense. Yeah. Because at that, at that point with Riot, you're basically just doing your fans a favor and giving them a cheaper version of your knife because you're not really making mm-hmm. anything. Right. Oof. <laughs> uh, uh, this is this is why everyone centralizing on one OEM is not a great idea. Not that there was many alternatives, but mm-hmm. no, there's some alternatives. There's some there's some there people are. out there. So yeah. my next, I have something going that's going to be going with Best Tech. Nice. Um, I'm going to give them a shot. Mm-hmm. I have another company I'm looking at for another knife. Um, I'm not going to talk about that yet because it's not f- that far. And then I have an American company that I'm going to have try to do something. So it's, uh, cool. we'll see. So I mean, that's the way to do it. You got to spread it around and make sure, you know, you're in a position now where you have a good catalog of stuff that you can, you know, pull from and feed to different um, yeah, but it's like I always want to do something new. It seems like I always want to offer something new. But and you can, but the thing is, you can still do that, but and still appease the people that are are coming in to the to the hobby, because that's that's you know that's where it always the thing that people feel all the time is that they missed out on something. You know what I mean? That's the thing that keeps a lot of people buying stuff is they don't the fear of missing out. Um, and. I, I think that there's some merit to that, but also at the same time, I've always said there's there's always another knife, you know? There's always something else that's going to be, um, you know, Yeah, the, you, don't, the you think a little thing. bit different than a lot of these guys. Like you, like the post you made the other day, you don't care if it's thick behind the hedge, be, behind the hedge, behind the edge, and there's a lot of things that you don't feel like, uh, you'll get a knife that's off center and you don't even give a shit. You're like, I don't well, care. Well, at this point, you know what I mean? there, and there I, are certain I see things. other people are fucking nuts, you know? Well, and I have knives that, that are thin behind the edge and lock up tight and are centered properly and all this stuff. That's all well and good for a lot of knives that I carry and use. Um, but I also respect knives that are well, more different designs and different design, stuff. Yeah, like a yeah. piece of art, you the know, maker, it's more... you're, you're, you're into it for more than just exactly the, the bare exactly. bones of it. Exactly. Exactly. And I think that's just where, you know, and coming back to the gentleman we met in, in New York, um, in New Jersey, um, that's, it was hard for me to explain to him why a lot of these things were different for me at this point and for collectors who have been in it for a very very long time um but it, at the same time i also got that feeling of oh man i remember when like everything was like new and exciting you know yeah right there i got dogs you don't hear that no i don't hear him <laughs> oh, oscar's downstairs crying because he's not up here three dogs upstairs fighting that's good but yeah and speak, speaking of the diversifying you, who's manufacturing your knives uh we, this is my first time meeting uh israel Bacchus, who's arcane designs and he has stuff being made by both best tech and riot and that was a pretty good idea because he's got like you know maybe six different designs uh and yeah like one or two are made by riot and they're really really nice and the rest are best tech and they're you know almost just as nice uh, and it seems like he doesn't have as much of a problem. <laughs> sure. What I do have to say is just dealing with best tech is they respond a lot yeah, quicker. They're very quick to um, respond for sure. They, 
like when you get your when you get this you just get a not a pdf i don't know maybe uh, some kind of presentation where it shows you all the materials that they use and and price not price for each material but like what price range you know that material will fall in for that type of knife you know if you want to go d2 or m390 it shows you levels not that we don't know that but kind of levels so you can build a cheaper knife or you can build a more expensive knife you know mm -hmm. and they show you packaging and all that stuff where before with dave it was you know that's one of my you know the first four years of packaging sucked because they were shit and i kept telling them these suck these suck do give me something else and it took me years to get it now the new packaging is a whole lot better but uh it's amazing yeah, it's, it's riot just... is like you know probably making let's let's say conservatively over a million dollars a year u.s from me and yeah, and they can't more, way hire more, way more. one customer <laughs> service person. That, are you kidding me, dude? They are yeah. they are making bank. I mean, yeah. way more. That's why it's that conservatively a million dollars in yeah. in revenue, and they can't hire one customer service person a in month. China where the the yeah, labor costs are not very right. high to just answer emails. Like it's crazy basic yeah. customer service stuff he, he just got too big too quick and mm. didn't grow that part of the business every, everybody no. every time he hires somebody it's another person putting knives together because he has so many to do you know so mm -hmm. it's but when you see like we knives and reich showing off these offices buildings that are like you know bigger than i would have expected they stopped taking oe they stopped taking oem orders yeah well, I, I mean, well, Reich has has Microtech's OEMs work now, which is pretty good. For so, them. in the same in the same the same gentleman Andrew in the in the chat asked, so how do companies like Microtech and Hinder have somewhat reasonable prices made in the USA? They have, well, number one, let's talk about Hinder specifically. Remember, we were just talking about ha having production knives um, that are branded through or licensing a design. When you have a design that is licensed to Kershaw. Who has, who builds knives in the probably in the millions? I would say at this point, how many, um, uh, you know, prepackaged Walmart hinderer designs have you seen? That's, That's a lot. lot. Number one, um, number two, they these are com companies that have been in business for decades, um, where they took advantage of a lot of different things that were available to them, um whether it was coming up in the 90s or in the early 2000s. Um, and the biggest thing they have going for them at this point is volume and brand recognition. So Microtech can can churn out, you know, loads and loads of knives. I mean, they have two factories um, and, at this point. And yeah, they, they, they own their own factories. That's the Yeah, and they have two of them. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Not to mention, and if we're talking about Hinder, like the product is not very complex. You know, it hasn't you, changed. So like it hasn't changed in forever. So the the costs have already been amortized. Correct. Yeah. Correct. It's a That's why you don't see too many new designs or it's just a blade change or something like that. Um Microtech's a little different. They try to do new stuff, but it's always based around the same formula. Also, like the, the, the it's not like the profit margins are not they're not they're not taking making a three percent profit on these things. Like there's the, no. they very much are designing in some profit. So it's not the knives the cost less time, to make than, than than probably we assume. At the and because if you talk about the USA made thing, they're all riding on the back of things that are made in China, 
whether if you talk about Hinder specifically, like all of those Kershaws with his name on it that people in, that are introduced that, you know, people were introduced to his designs are all built in China. It's not like uh, and also Microtech, it's going the other direction. So also these I mean, these companies, you know, it's tough to get USA manufacturing available, but the I don't know if you've ever looked at any of the job openings for like the the sort of lower level positions like knife assembler they don't they're i mean most of them are in states with relatively they, low labor costs uh i mean microtech they're is not in, getting skilled labor microtech's in pennsylvania and north carolina right. but they're the part of pennsylvania they're in is like a pretty rural part that's not I don't like think they're they're not in pennsylvania anymore bradford they, they don't have the factory in bradford still not that i know of I thought they still did, but the, okay, the other one's North Carolina. Maybe, maybe you're right. I think everything moved to North Carolina. And then Carolina. Uh, Hinder's in Ohio. I mean, they're probably paying less than $20 an hour to, to a knife assembler. So, like, the machines, you don't have to pay the machines. I mean, you'd up, yeah, obviously upkeep on, on the CNCs and materials and stuff, but, like, it's not but like you have paying... one or two machinist tops. Yeah, it's not like, it's yeah. not like you know, the, the knife assemblers are, are, ra- are just raking in the money. So, like... Mm-mm. There's, I think there's there's room for profit there. I mean, they 100%. Hinder wouldn't be getting bigger and bigger <laughs> if they weren't I mean, making money. The fact money. that the hinders cost seven hundred dollars, like you buy what an, what is what is what do they cost? They're like baseline six or something like no, that. No, 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 no. Five. No. What are we talking about? Uh, yeah, what's what's yeah, an XM eighteen? I haven't bought an XM eighteen. <laughs> I've only owned one XM eighteen. Let me check. Oh, I mean, Chris Reeve is the same way, right? Uh, yeah. He, well, Chris he, Reeve finally raised his prices a little bit, <laughs> um, but those have even. <laughs> there's a there's a knife uh okay the 425 is what the xm18 starts at new model hinder is 500 bucks says james so there you go like their literal base and what the base the frame level lock flat ground frame, it's a frame lock no the xm18 is definitely 425 uh but anyway i mean it's nitpicking it's they're they're not they're, there's there's room for profit in there these companies would be doing worse than they were doing 10 years ago if uh if they were making less money and Hinder is clearly expanding. Microtech is just is probably bigger than ever at this point. Mm. But yeah, they have yeah. this new Project X knife Hinder that I think they're asking six hundred for or something. Oh yeah, he, James and he mentioned that he says that's around five hundred. Yeah, give or take a hundred bucks at this level doesn't make a difference. Yeah, but he, I mean, yeah. The, so those are five hundred. Okay, yeah, and like Sabenza's now. I mean, just just got get a your new, new one? one today. <laughs> I reposted the one 600. you have for sale. Dave and has I... a uh, a Tanto black my is it black micarta? It is in like XM twenty one. Yeah, I mean, but like, there's a knife knife I mean, knife center has its exclusive uh, large Sabenza, which with green micarta, and I want it. And then I saw it's seven hundred fifty five dollars, and I was like, damn, things mm. have really changed. <laughs> so yeah, that's where that the, there is the, there's some profit built into these knives. Mm-hmm. I think that's how they do it. Yeah. Um, I, I, it's time and, and like you said, the amount of cost of cost to build the same knife is just nothing to them right now. Speaking of costs, this is a transition. I do want to talk about an unfortunate thing that I think you and I saw at least one or two people doing, which is people who at the show. So custom makers who like hand forge or make like, sort of old school style fixed blades that are very impressive then try and switch into folders and they charge like the same amount for folders that are really bad mm. <laughs> as a established custom maker would is just not a, bu- a business when, model i understand when a, 
when the tradi- when a traditional knife maker goes to make a folding knife, a locking when folder, it's like this, we should say it's this it's this thick, and and has like this much gap between every little section on there, and that's how you learn. But it's it's sort of a trope. Yeah, no. but you can't ask six twenty five for and there was I will, we won't name who it was because the guy's very nice. No. He had his first folder. It was a flipper. It had a W two blade with like a hamon and shit, but Which... it literally <laughs> rattled as you held it because of the of the the blade the blade, the vertical play in the lock. Like it just yeah. it was like a maraca. Yeah, it was it was not good. <laughs> and it's not like his fixed slides were nice, but he's charging six twenty five for this objectively to, poorly made knife. The fact that he was charging six twenty five for it was was a little bonkers, but. He that maker legitimately just like I'm open to feedback. Please let me know what you think I can can do. I think a lot of these guys aren't exposed to a lot of high quality folders either. They don't get yes. a chance to handle them. Yeah, they're not buying you them. Know? Yeah, no. yeah. I just <laughs> thought that was a, a similar thing as people who. And again, I don't want to call people. This sounds like we're calling people out, but um, companies that just sell fixed blades that are machined by another company. So basically all they're doing is just like slapping their design on mm. something. And it's just like, there's so little way to stand out in the fixed blade world mm-hmm. when, when they're like three over $300 for a production fixed blade. Uh, and you don't I feel make like it. You'd have a better job. I think you'd have a better time selling that stuff at a gun show. Honestly. Right. Yeah. You know what I mean? I think people like the play oh, yeah, market or something. Good. This is good. I'm going to defend my, my house with this. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. The fixed blade market is very tough to break into, and some companies mm-hmm. do amazingly with it, than others just don't sell a single knife at the show. Some of them, some of them came out nice. Like, what was the those the two young guys that we saw there? Uh, they came up to us at the well made, well well made knives. W e l. Yeah, yeah. Yes, yeah, I don't yeah. know if that's I don't know if that was a joke or, or not. I'm sure it was a play on words. Ooh, cat. The uh, they were they were cool. I I like the knives and stuff, but yeah, it's a it's a tough sell at a knife show like that. Yeah, I mean, it's it's it, people just folders. It's just the way to go. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Especially if you're not making them yourself, you can tell someone else to make them. That helps. I don't know uh, the other reason I like the New York show is because you see a lot of like the the super high end like art, art knife stuff yeah. like that, yeah, they... and I really really that's like for me that's the most fun thing because they're not oh, something absolutely. that i would necessarily buy but to see the work that goes into a lot of those things mm-hmm. um really amazes me and Manuel i understand they're, they're, oh my gosh that dude could first off how cool were they they were so pleasant so yeah. nice to talk to you know didn't care like we put our grubby hands all over the knives they didn't care um and then I see how much work they put in these things, and they're trying to make something a little different that's going to stand out, that's going to, you know... The one guy, he was uh, an engineer for Lamborghini. Yeah, that was crazy. So, yeah, Man- yeah. Manuela Masori from Italy. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't, I know where you're going with this. I also don't like the designs, mm-hmm. but it's an art knife, so I could. I don't really care. It's all about just the impressiveness of the, of the construction. And people just- had, like, stuff to say. And you know what? I get it. And it's just... I mean, have a little respect for an individual. Like, could you make something better? Probably not. Yeah, I mean, it's it's you know? it's like yeah, the I design, couldn't do better. The designs are iffy, but like, it doesn't. You're you're buying it for the insane craftsmanship. Like, right. the for thing the is, same reason someone buys a Lamborghini. Yeah, there's a there's a. I mean, there's plenty of tactical makers you can buy who just make two slabs of titanium, and you know their knives never get better, and they're the same. They're going to be the same construction way. 
What? What are you trying to say? <laughs> no, Brian, you are continuously improving. There's a lot of people who don't move into the... They just they kind of just hit a plateau, and their quality yeah. or processes never change. Sure. And but it's because it's always hard to justify it's moving out of your lane. I, I run into the same problem. You know, there's things we've Levin and I've talked a million times with things I'd like to try and do, mm -hmm. but it's hard to justify the money and time it takes to do that. And it's on a risk on a risk. Right. Once in a while. Can you do that? You, well, now I'm trying to be able to get my point where I can do that kind of stuff. Sure. Um, I still have to do it, but right. you know, I can if I want now. Um, but it's it's hard to it's always hard to justify because it seems like once you get to this is his price range, all of a sudden you do something totally fancy and try to throw too much money on that. I mean, I don't know that they'll say I don't know because I never do that because I'm I'm always like ah. Yeah, okay. and that's why I mean that's why you see a lot of makers make the same thing over and over again. Because yeah. they're going to try and sell it until they can't. Well, you also say, you know, like, and I run into that same thing. You know, I'd like to try new stuff, but, you know, I know it works, too. I know what's, I know what's, what sells and what's on, what I'm known for, you know. So you don't want to branch out too much because then you do things yeah. like the Apex and they don't sell for shit. I love the Apex, man. Well, yeah, I, I actually Adam, did well with the Apex. The Apex did yeah, well. It, it just, did well. A lot. There was a lot of complainers out there about it. So yeah, and he, but then again, you 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 introduced what would be considered a controversial design because you put a hole in the in the handle. You see, you can't do that. I mean, you put a hole in the handle. Only Spider Cook can do it. I mean, I appreciate the perspective. A, a lot of my look at a lot of the frames I've made have holes in the handle. I know, dude. I'm being yeah aspirated frames. <laughs> I haven't aspirated mini typhoon. Uh, yeah, no, I mean, I definitely appreciate that perspective. It makes sense. But I think at the same time, people should appreciate art knives then. Art Where knives, people yeah. have sort of jumped into this insane realm, uh, you know, to... And, I, you know, I responded to people inlays. on there that I knew. And, like, I didn't respond to everybody. But if I knew you, I said, hey, man, you know, it's, it's not my type of knife either. And it's not like it, it affects me if you say something like that. I'm just saying, be a little respectful to somebody that is doing this. Instagram you were comments. never the target. You were never the target person right. that he was trying to sell this knife to in the first place. Yeah, the, you know, the, the Instagram just trying knife, to show something different. The, the, you know? If you do anything different, like I don't like this new. G, I don't like any GTC designs, but uh, We Knives has a new integral GTC coming out. That if you like GTC, looks objectively great, like way better than I like the ZT it. one. I and like it a lot. The comment section, people are just so like, God, <laughs> it's yeah, just no. brutal. We, I'm so we glad I don't work for any of these companies. Some cool stuff. This might be the best Wee Knives lineup I've seen in a long time. Well, I don't know what they're doing. Are they are they really done with OEM work and now they're just back to branding their own stuff? Like, it kind of seems like where they're going. They, I don't know if they're super done with it, but I don't think they're taking on new customers. I mean, I'm not the arbiter of all things knives these days, but who currently, they, like we can name, has their knives made by Wii? Like, I'm, um, the Berg, Berg Blades, right? That's like the only person I can think of off the top of my head, not that I'm, you know, an encyclopedia here, that is still getting OEM work from them. That's not co-branded, I should say. Because they're doing plenty of licensed designs. Yeah. Do you guys hear Oscar? A little mm -hmm. bit, but it's fine. That's three floors down. He is unhappy. Yeah. But yeah, Yappy we is, we showed rats. off a bunch of cool knives. I am actually kind of excited for what they're coming out with this year. 
yeah, definitely some cool stuff. I'd like to do another episode where we go through and uh, examine each one of those, those yeah. new releases, but um, we'll do that but yeah, time. No, no, it's just my point was the comment section were brutal. The comment section mm. on everything, I would. I don't want to be the social media manager for any knife company. Goddamn. It's funny because I never comment on anything, but I, I on Instagram the other day, I saw there was a guy who was standing on a scale and he farted. And as he was farting, his weight got lighter, like he was actually producing thrust, and then it, <laughs> he let off. Well, without even thinking... It um it was in kilograms, but I you know I should have known because only like a hundred pounds, right. and I was I so I never comment on shit. My comment was oh one point five pounds of, over one point five pounds of thrust, pretty good. Yeah, <laughs> I have every asshole and their brother commenting how I'm a, I'm so American because I didn't know it was kilograms, <sighs> and it's three point three pounds, you asshole. Wow. It's like and just. One after another, and it's funny. It's it's just funny to me that yeah, everybody yeah. had nobody no, reads their other comments. It's good. It's all fifteen hundred other people. It's all good for your account. Everybody's engaging with you. Yeah, <laughs> fuck them all. It's it's yeah. This is it's why I way. enjoy knives without um venturing too deeply into any kind of social media about them. Just just buy what I like, <laughs> and then try yeah. not to talk to people about them. People are much nicer in person about knives. That's Go figure. True. Everybody's very much a keyboard warrior. Because everybody's a weird nerd uh, when it turns out in real life when you meet them at a knife show. Uh, I <laughs> would say, us. yeah, it's all weird nerds. Who, who el yeah. What else is going to go to those shows? Speaking of weird, but also very nice, uh, it was my first time meeting Jeremy Horton, who I have always assumed was kind of, I don't know where I got this impression that he was like not going to be friendly or, and he was kind of standoff. I don't know. Something about the mystique around him. He was very nice. He was very friendly, and he, had, and he had yeah. some cool knives. It was really yeah. cool to see his stuff in real that life. One, I didn't post it. I should post it, but it had that that weird um, Cerakote finish that I was it really the, It was like the bedliner coating. Yeah, it looked almost like it was like silvery. but It, it, was, was, white. it was white with like a silvery flake in it, because I think he baked mm -hmm. it afterwards. Mm -hmm. I, I'm trying no, to you remember. Can, but... You can buy that. It's, an, it's like, texture. It's like, it's like you put... Oh, it's textured? Yeah, yeah it had texture. Was it smooth? Oh, it's kind of like a bedliner. It felt like a very fine... Like a very high grit sandpaper. Yeah, it was it was very cool, but I don't know. He was he was really nice, and I was Low just grit, totally medium grit. I don't totally know. surprised. Uh, you could see green. <laughs> jumping around more. Um, I have bad news. The Reich right the Reich table was popping off. A lot of the stuff wasn't for sale, but they had a prototype of one of their new. I'm knives guessing that and, that had to be oh, like pre-production model. That thing was called, rough. It's called the Bitey or something, and it looks cool in the in the pictures they showed off. But they had a prototype, and that shit they needed to windmill 360 slam that shit into the trash can because it was awful. Like the it construction quality was so bad. It was bad. I don't know why they had that with them. And you know what it is? What makes it difficult too is because it's one of those hardwareless designs too. So mm -hmm. everything. So like, what do you do? You got to machine a whole new knife. Yeah. You know. And then the guy, um, they had two people there. The guy they usually have Ian, uh, and then they had another guy. And the who, other guy that always is there, too, the shorter guy. Yeah, and he was trying to take the backspacer off, and it was just, like, not... You're supposed to be able no. to take the backspacer off and use it, like, to adjust the pivot, and it was just and not no. coming off. It was not coming off. We were just I like, was so scared he was going to cut himself. Don't, don't do that. <laughs> yeah. Um, the Microtech stuff was great, though. The stuff yes, that, they that was also, like... They had prototypes so nice. that they couldn't sell. It was kind of silly. They like, That's how they always do it. Always. Yeah, they they were Always. unbranded, but they were the Microtech ones, and they were very good. 
like mm-hmm. that. I I really want an annex. I'm now. sure. Which makes me think I'm sure they'll fix that new one before they're available. But I, yeah, I certainly hope. So. We'll see. They're going to be at Texas at the Blade Show, Texas. Someone check in and see if the Bidey yeah, feels like absolute those... garbage. What the hell is it called? Bidey B A I D I. Oh okay. But yeah, no, that thing felt like absolute donkey shit. So that was, uh, that was a bit disappointing. That's traditional <laughs> makers that we always visit there. Um, who stood out to you? I mean, Ken Stegerwald's stuff is always amazing, and it just Dude. sits there. I don't know why people. It was all gone by the time off. I walked. Uh, okay, past. all right. But I, those knives are so good, and he's going to be at the Lehigh show. Which is I'm, hilarious. I'm going to just have him build me something and I'll pick it up there. I like, mean, he had, yeah, he had that nice stag. Well, that's only a couple weeks, so I don't know. You I might know. Want to give him a heads well, up you know what he said, gonna... Brian? He's like, I'm I'm pretty efficient at this at this point. So yeah. Yeah. even if I have like two weeks, I can I can build you something. So. Yeah, he had that one stag slip joint. You were looking at with the polished blade and the hand fluting and on like scallop, the backspacer. Scallop, yeah. 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 Oh, my God. Yeah, the, the bolster one. looked like a, a scallop shell, and he d- does it all with files by hand. And it was seven hundred dollars. It's crazy. And he's like a like a legacy maker. Like he's yeah. been doing it a long time. He is no joke, and yeah. <laughs> it's crazy to me. And then you know he had the insane autos, and that was like two thousand dollars. But like, it wasn't unre. It was like under two thousand. You could give like me a year, and I could Yeah, you They're could well give me ten years, and I couldn't make something like that. Absolutely. Doing it all day, every day. Yeah. Crazy. Mm. Yeah. Uh, this stuff is always amazing. Um, <sighs> skipping skipping away from New York, um, something hell has frozen over, and CRKT reached out to me. Oh, yeah, that is um, interesting. And said, hey, you know, we know you probably have been critical of our stuff in the past, but <laughs> would you like <laughs> to take really a look? Did they put it that way? Would you like to take a look at some of our new models? You'd be some of the first people to, to handle them. And I said, "Oh, that was nice of them." I would say, "I said absolutely." And they gave me a list of models, and I picked two. Uh, I picked the the Provoke EDC because I had never handled one of the Caswell things, um, and this one is fairly reasonably priced. It's unique, you know, mm-hmm. um, and it doesn't have like uh, I cosplay as the Joker on the weekends type of blade shape, you know. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, this a is a little the, more useful. Yeah, this is the non-crambit one. Well, I mean, because it's Correct. it's still crambit, but it's not like a, still, a claw. But it's even the whole profile of it is is straighter and more akin mm-hmm. to be held like this instead of yeah. like like that. Yeah, right? it wasn't a reverse grip centric knife. <laughs> um, the other one was one that I assume was built by Lion Steel. Um, it was the squid with some fat carbon. I wanted to get something that I know they've had a lot of. Uh, iterations of and the squid um, that Lucas Burnley design has been something that they've been building for quite some time oh yeah it's pretty nice I mean I think it needs to break in I thought it was on washers when I first opened it but it's on IKBS so I think it just needs to like wear in a little bit and as far as an Italian made knife goes it's it's pretty decent yeah someone in your comment section said that it it needs to break in so yeah reserve judgment until then (laughs) Yeah, I mean, I'm, I, I mean, for the price, it's like 190 bucks. You know, that's reasonable. Yeah. I, I remain skeptical, so I will wait until you break it in and sure. see if it doesn't fall apart. Right. Uh, and it, that's it not, hasn't, <laughs> no offense to CRKT. 
and it hasn't felt like it's going to fall apart or anything but that was the kind of in your defense dave that is how we would approach a lot of the old crkt products is they just felt very flimsy um these i mean even the ones i've handled even in um recently like there was a chuck adritis uh collab that did they did that i was very very impressed with Mm -hmm. um and that's one thing I do respect about CRKT, and I've always said so, is they they find good designers, good makers, and promote their designs, you know? Uh, they give him two is... knives, and, and all of a sudden, everything's changed. He's sucking everybody's dick. Jesus Christ, dude. Oh, yeah. I think we've been progressively less <laughs> negative about CRKT over the I years. I think that's true. I think that's uh, true. They, they've, they've definitely been a brand that sh- that's improved over the yeah. years. And we can't say that about a lot of the brands that... <laughs> we started talking about in 2017 yeah you know like like zt knives was you know the great great white hype but they and are... now they are Ooh, but... boy <laughs> i like time I, come and went? Not, I don't know kershaw's got some good stuff and um i like the fixed blade that they that they came out with yeah i don't know i feel like zt might i, I wonder what the future of that brand is frankly I, maybe, I'm still holding out hope. Maybe they're not going to like... I'm still a ZT fan, so... Yeah, maybe. I mean, you know, they have a big place in the history of my of my knife collecting era, but maybe yeah. they're just not going to try and keep up with the hype and come out with lots of new designs, and I mean, they're just going to coast. I don't blame them. I mean, you know, going back to, like, how do these American brands, you know, produce this stuff, at, this, at some point, maybe they can't. You know, yeah. they can't compete with that. Yeah, um, I think they're just going to coast on the designs they have. They still probably sell plenty of them to, like... I don't know. Cabela's. Don't show people. That's always the answer. Yeah. It's always it's always gun guys. Mm. Experience it. Yep. Yeah, they yeah. did. They did try that whole marketing thing. The, yeah. the whole experience it marketing. Yeah, um, but that they hired that videographer. Yeah, was, that was, was something. It didn't it didn't fit? At least I mean, in my mind, it didn't. I also. Another thing that, you know, sort of related to the show, when you show me that Hoga OTF, I don't know which one it is, but God, that thing is so, so good. It's very good. I, I don't, I don't know. Do you know what the name of that one, that model is? Is it uh, the Counter-Strike? Counter-Strike. Oh my God. It is so good. Like, I really like good. that thing. And, and I don't like particularly they have a care bunch for of new OTFs. Version. They don't make them in large quantities, um, but it looks like they have some new versions of it at Texas. So if you're at the show... Go to the Hogue booth and grab one of the the Counter Strikes if you can, because that's probably one of the best OTFs out there in that price range. Oh man, I really like it. Which I, is under under five hundred bucks. They were under five hundred bucks. I yeah, think. they're four hundred for the carbon fiber one, like mm-hmm. you have. Mm-hmm. Magna Cut, jeez, yeah. And the new ones are twenty CV, I believe. But okay, well, <laughs> which is going to disappoint like everyone for some reason. <laughs> Well, I got my first Magna Cut knife. I'll report back in a year once I've used this thing like three times and can tell you about how great Magna Cut is. Yeah. Uh. It's, uh, you know, I still enjoy knives. I'm very passionate about knives. I'm passionate about the whole industry. Um, But it is hard to hear some things, like especially like a lot of the steel bros. But, uh, you know, I get it. It's all part of the same thing. Everybody's trying to enjoy the same hobby. Yeah, I mean, you got to find it. Got to find a way to differentiate at this point because, like, mm-hmm. so many. I mean, all the OE, the Chinese OEMs make knives. They're so good at making knives that that we don't really think about blade play anymore. It's not really like 
That used to be an obsession. Like, oh, is it going to yeah. have? Is it going to have said, lock oh, rock? There's a hint of there's gonna... a hint of lock rock. I can still use this. I can still carry this. Yeah, and that's not a thing anymore. So now it's like, no. what else can we obsess over? Minor details, and I mean, mm-hmm. you know. To, to some people, it's not minor, but steel, uh, blade steel is like the next frontier of things we can obsess over because people have kind of figured out the frame lock by now. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. it's it's not a problem anymore, the way it used to be. Yeah. What else was on our docket today? Was there other things we wanted to talk about? Uh, let's see. Um, who else was there? Uh, that'll be. <laughs> I will admit that my favorite knives of the show were were R.J. Martin's. I. They really, were I, I really like the Q36. I just ah, the the the, mili- the the way he like sort of sculpts on the PDK handle right now too. Yeah, I don't have forty one hundred dollars. <laughs> they they I, were decent for sure. I'll I, still say that Brian is a better maker. machinist. Oh my god, it's not even a, it's not even a contest. Not even a contest. I just like RJ's designs, and I'm not saying better. I like I that. Just like I like that it was. I like that they were Dave. very. Fuck <laughs> you. <laughs> Love you, Brian. <laughs> I like that they were very lightweight, and I like so the light. one. Yeah, yeah. You know, but it's funny because I made when I first started making the Typhoons, I made a couple that were super light, and people went, "Oh, they're so light, they feel like shit." It's just it's it's in now, <laughs> like because what's his name? Right. That guy who I have one of his knives, uh, the interface Van Camp, the guy who makes the Jason interface Van knife. Camp. I think it's Jason Van Camp. VC Edge. Yeah, I think that's his name. Um, but he, he, you know, he blew up quick with those super lightweight carbon fiber frame knives. Mm-hmm. Um, and and another one that's coming out, I've sent it to you, Brian, uh, Williamson knives. With the um, carbon fiber lock? Yeah, that inter, integra, in, carbon fiber integral. Um, you know who, who they are, Dave. Um, hold on. A carbon fiber integral? Yep, let me show you. Hold on. Is the is the, okay? Well, I, it, that's one way to make a knife very light. I thought you. I thought the lock was going to be made from carbon fiber, and I was very sort the of suspicious is, slash curious. The lock is, the lock, the is, made, lock is made from carbon fiber. Oh, okay. Hold up, dude. Wait, and I'll tell you why it works. So it's pretty cool. So they actually commissioned um, Fat Carbon to engineer a a new carbon fiber with the weave everything going in the right direction for a frame lock and one with an insane amount of of layers so there's very little there's no voids no nothing and they've stress test the knife like over a hundred thousand times now so it's pretty cool yeah yeah i mean they use carbon fiber springs in a lot of things i mean uh, people's feet for like uh, what are they called i can't even come up with the name um prosthetic feet and stuff you know so it's uh carbon fiber is tough shit and it's very cool yeah send me a link to this i have not seen this knife yet williams hold on let me i can't that's the other thing like instagram social media in general has become is getting less and less friendly to knives um so you'll you'll notice that even on my watch account i just changed it to levon's watch blast just because i want to have a an account that doesn't have the word knife in it. Knife in it. Yeah. Um, you know, at, at this point, uh, if we've got to physically go into the, you know, if you want to help the community out, go and follow knife accounts. Go and like different pictures. I always try to go into, <laughs> you know, to the search area of Instagram. And if I see a knife picture, I like it. 
You know, regardless of whether it's a brand or anything you follow, you know, the community really has to help each other out to keep this thing going because Instagram is not going to show your stuff to the right people anymore. You know, it's just something that we need to get behind as as a community. But hold on, I got to find this uh, thing and send it to you. Yeah, I I would like to see this because I had not heard about this and this is pretty wild. Because um, I would search the name and you can't, it won't even pull up that account. You know what I mean? Okay. Yeah, I have noticed the search function on Instagram's prepad these days, but you know, Meta also just it, laid off 20,000 people, so I'm not really surprised. <laughs> it's because they, they, it is, it is a shadow banning. It is. They'll hide your, a knife name in, and if you go check your account status, you may have like, a hashtag or something used like knife community that's a banned hashtag so if you have that they flag your account and you don't you you're still there if someone searches for you it'll take a little while but your name will pop up um but I yeah because like when i search we i can't we knives i like their their account right. name does not come up first like Correct. we knife fan photos comes up first i'm like what <laughs> Yep. And uh, yeah, yep. I had not thought about this until like yesterday when I was. We knife fan this. photos is we knives though. Yeah, I, but their like main account does not come up. In search with same no. thing with Riot. Riot knives USA came up first. I was like, mm-hmm. I, I just want their main account. <sighs> not allowed. No, fun. Let's see. I'm trying to give me a sec. <laughs> I, I sent it to Brian, so I had to reload this thing. All right. Was... Well, I will. Uh... Yeah, it wouldn't. It wouldn't pop up in the search. So I'm going to send it to you on the on instagram okay yeah cool um yeah that's pretty wild that whole that idea uh who else was there the show or what else should we talk about hmm. um you oh probably God, with that knife you probably have to make a pretty lean blade otherwise it would really feel weird you know yeah the and it looks like the blade so, stock so is light. pretty thin so that would explain that that makes sense Ah. Do you see it? Whoa. Yes. Oh, it's... Okay, this is the guy who makes... Uh, mm-hmm. He has tons of CRKT collaborations. Yes. Right? This is, yeah, James and Christopher Williams, they have all the all the Japanese-inspired stuff. The big stabby Correct. knives. Correct. Um, is he an older dude? I don't know. An older Seems dude like there's a second person now. Yeah. It's his son. It's a father and son thing. Like the skiffs. It's the same sort of... Or like Herb, Herb Durr and I believe Richard Durr? It's no, it had, he had a different name than that, right? It was, it was something Durr. Herb yeah, Durr was, was not there, but there was Durr. someone else with that last name who I believe might have been related. Yeah. You know, if you just use the first um, three letters of my last name, my last name is Durr. You could join that family. I'm Lavander. They need they need a new one, but yeah, okay. This is wild. Uh, this is not who I expected to be pushing innovation like this. Mm. But they've been wow. trying for I they I've talked to them um, pretty uh, you know I check in with them every so often, and I knew they were up to some good stuff over the past year, but this really does um, push the limits and stuff. So what I would what he suggested is I said um, I would love to have you on the show talk about this and he's like he, he's like yeah i'll do that and we'll get one of the guy from fat carbon to come on as well so to talk about the process of the manufacturing of the carbon fiber for that project 
So I think that's something that we're going to do in the future is have those guys on. I, would I, I would be glad to. God, sorry, I got distracted reading just some dickheaded comments on this post. Just like... Oh, <laughs> The yeah. knife should be a little more clean and polished. This looks rushed. Like what? It's there. It's a design oh. that they have. That's that's an actual knife that was designed to be used uh, in in tactical situations and other. So there was there's definitely a lot of research in that in that design. Uh, just oh my god! Just people in the comments. I, I'm glad no one is engaging with these stupid comments like this. Yeah, for a bunch of years it was pretty bad. It got better for at least in the knife community it got better for a while it's mm -hmm. been quite a while now you're starting to see more douchebags well, pop up no, we no. talked and about the it in the bigger. last the hobby's gotten so much bigger and everyone thinks that they 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 know everything right out the gate it's very very interesting yeah yeah i mean definitely it's definitely it's definitely changing yeah it's getting to the point where it's big enough that there's a lot more anonymity that there was it's before. these people that's that saw you know, something like, um, who am I thinking of? Um, a very clean, modern production knife by like best tech or something like that. And said, Oh, that that's it. That's the end of knife knives and everything else. That's, that's the only knife that exists in my brain. Like Vero. That's who I'm thinking of. Like that guy got his knives out to that. He's responsible for a lot of new knife makers, knife enthusiasts, right? Yeah. But oh, they, yeah. they see his stuff and they see that's the end all be all of knives. So that's where their brain is right now. Yeah. Very I mean, he, his table was wild. Tons of people. Wild. Good for Joseph. Wild. And he good is for, good for Joseph. Great. Guy. He is absolutely killing it. Uh, yeah. I mean, he was basically even by like a couple hours in, he had nothing left. Besides mm -hmm. the, all the prototypes that he had there. So mm -hmm. good for him. Yeah. Yeah. But, well, I saw and, him before I left. I talked to him and his table was full. Yeah. Those are all prototypes that weren't for sale. Oh. Uh. <laughs> yeah. There was very little that was for sale. Yeah. Uh, same thing with um, Null. You know. Yeah. He's coming out of the gate with some very strong designs. Um, and that's what people see, you know. Very interesting. You all right there? Yeah, yeah. I just this is what happens when you try and podcast with cats uh, actively in the room. Well, we I don't know. Try, Someone's scratching at something. We should probably wrap up soon, anyway. Um, Dave, you and I can do like a supplemental podcast after. Um, okay. Or just sure. get together, do another episode next week. Yeah, you know, I mean, I feel like us. we've we've covered most of the stuff I want to cover. We should probably give yeah. a knife away, uh, and then. Um, uh, I have a, do. a copper, a brass handled QSP penguin with a black blade. All right. It's a pretty cool knife. That sounds like a great one. All right. Well, we have 25 people. Um, okay. no, no Jake here. <laughs> so I guess I will handle the rest of the station. If you would like to apply to replace Jake as our random number person, uh, don't email us knife nuts podcast <laughs> at gmail.com. Let's see. All right, 12. Let's see who lucky number 12 is. Uh, okay. Ar Ari Darum. Good for you, right. Ari Darum. You've won. Congratulations. A <laughs> Send me a DM. 
on knife at knife nuts podcast on Instagram if you can, and I'll get that out to you right away. Um, I also sent out a whole bunch of swag packs and stickers, so everybody should have their swag pack and or sticker at this point. If for some reason you did not get that and get your swag pack and or sticker, send me a DM and I will get it to you. Yes. And if no one ever claimed this, I, we gave this away. This is the knife that uh, Jake claimed the lock bar cracked and then he drilled it out partially and it may be or may not be if safe, no one if but it's no also one claimed... free. So, uh, Oh, no problem, what? Brandon. I'm glad you got it, buddy. I'm <laughs> Thanks for your page. <laughs> Let me randomly find someone uh, to generate another random number. You want to give that one away now? I was going to say hold it. Yeah. It's no one claims no, it. No, no, this next... is this is not a real this is not a real thing that anyone should want because it's it's possibly dangerous. But it also has <laughs> uh, Vanitas four steel or something. Vanitas oh, ten. Cool. So oh, if you are okay with the fact that the lock probably doesn't work, that's six more than Vanitas four. Exactly. So let's see. Six more Vanidae. Number eighteen. Let's find out who that is. Uh, Adam, a uh, name that looks like it's Icelandic, so I have no idea how to pronounce it because um, we oh, don't have that can... character in English. Uh, Adam, Icelandic <laughs> last name guy. You get this knife for free. I'm sorry. But don't DM me for that one. DM Dave. Yes, please. Someone take this <laughs> knife off nuts of my Dave hands. At, 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 on Instagram. Yes. <laughs> or if you, if you DM me, I'll send it to Dave. One of the two okay. things will happen. Congratulations. All right. I'm, I'm glad I can finally get rid of this thing, hopefully. Before we go, um, I just want to let everybody know the olive and the carbon fiber mini Evos will all be at the dealers. They're gonna, I'm going to drop, have them drop them at Thursday at noontime. Is that it's the purple Thursday. carbon fiber, purple no, pink carbon no, fiber too? No, it's the, it's the green, and the olive, oh, okay, I'm and sorry. the carbon fiber versions. The got it, got it, got it. fat carbon versions haven't all shown up yet. Right. So I want to be, pick one of those up at some point. It'll be a, a later date. <laughs> Unfortunately, I didn't. I didn't get. I got zero of any. So they're all dealer knives. So that's fine. And they will not come uh, any faster if you comment on Instagram or send DMs. Yeah, same same thing for me. Like I I I I know you guys have been waiting a long time for those knives. Uh, no one is checking it and and stressing out over it more than I am. You're definitely going to get your knife. I just, it just takes forever. I don't know what's going on. Um, you know, but thank you for your patience and for sticking with me. All right, everyone. Yes. Uh, we'll see you again soon. Um, maybe we'll do this again next week um, and talk about what happened. I'll try and find some cool stuff that happened in Texas. Um, and we'll go from there. All right. Thank, thank you to everybody who joined us in, in the live. I assume this will go up in the yep. next couple of days or so. Sure. Yeah. Thank you. We'll see you soon. See you, everybody. Thank you, Later. sponsors, PBK, Bye. whoever else. Yes. Thank you. PBK. Okay. <laughs> and...